Hi, I'm Judith Dreyer. Thank you for joining me for this podcast series, The Holistic Nature of Us. I invite you to journey with me into a better understanding of the concepts behind our holistic nature and how that ties us directly to the natural world around us. My intention is to be your guide for this half hour as we begin seeing our world with fresh eyes, gaining more understanding and learning how we can connect the dots in practical ways that we are nature and nature's in us. I feature a broad range of guests deeply concerned about the environmental issues of our time and more. Authors and educators, practitioners and others whose passion for this earth and for all species help us create sustainable bridges of understanding. These folks are innovators, action-oriented, creating solutions in a variety of ways that honor us and the planet's holistic nature. I am honored to share their stories, their projects, and their passion with all of you. Today I'd like to introduce you to Jeff Elleveld. Jeff is affectionately known uh, in his community as Jeff the Plant Guy. He has over 45 years experience in horticulture. He's traveled extensively across Europe and South America bringing botanical gardens and visiting them along the way. Jeff is a published author penning his book How to Kill Your House Plant on plant care along with a little bit of family history and, and anecdotes from his years of plant care. Jeff has written articles for the Hartford Current, the Green Thumb Print, and Knox Part Foundation and many other publications. Jeff is a past founding member of the Pettit Foundation's Michela Garden 4 O'Clock Project. Jeff the Plant Guy and his brother Eric bring their therapeutic horticultural workshops to over 1,200 people each month in assisted living communities, senior centers, senior communities, skilled nursing homes, libraries, hospitals, garden clubs, and schools across Connecticut, western Massachusetts, southern Rhode Island, and eastern New York. Well, welcome, Jeff. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, you have so much to offer. So let's start with <laughs> let's start with you and your interest in plants. And how did you begin? You had a landscaping business, and you now have a, a, a plant shop, and you do classes. So how did that all evolve? Well, it all started. I was uh, about ten years old, and I started a passion for plants. Um, by the time I was 13, there was probably uh, a plant on every flat surface in my bedroom. Um, I uh, chose to go to a horticultural high school, so I studied um, greenhouse and greenhouse management and horticulture for four years. And then when I got out, everybody with a pickup truck could be a landscaper back then, so I was going to be a landscaper, and so I went to college to study business. And uh, so I started my landscape business, and I found out it's really hot in the summer, and it's really cold in the winter. <laughs> and so someone suggested that I go into interior landscaping. And so for about 22 years, I was an interior landscaper. Tell us what that means. Well, I went into offices, and we would put plants um, into their offices and then maintain them weekly. Um, if you ever go to the mall or a lobby of the building and see tropical plants, um, that's taken care of by an interior plantscaper. 
Oh, which I is see. sort of like an exterior landscaper, but it's for the inside. Okay. All right. So you do lots of offices and uh, you know professional buildings, that kind Correct. of thing. Mm-hmm. Correct. And you did that for about twenty-two years, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, today I'm excited to uh, cross a bridge into therapeutic horticulture. You've got such a vast experience. I'd love you to to really highlight that for me and my listeners today. What does that mean to you, and how did you get into that kind of a approach? Well, I was uh, uh, looking for something to do back in the plant business. Um, I wanted to, I was thinking about going back into interior landscaping, but decided, been there, done that. And so my wife is a nurse at an assisted living, uh, Arbor Rose in New Britain, Connecticut. And she said, you know, Jeff, you should look into horticulture therapy. And as I looked into it, I found out that it's a, a, a wonderful vehicle to work with people as a modality to, for a stroke victim to work that side of their body. If you're passionate about gardening and you use gardening instead of physical therapy, but use gardening as physical therapy, you get better without knowing you're getting better. And so I wanted to do that, but I found out that there's no money in it insurance does not cover it and so if insurance covers your physical therapy why would you pay out of pocket for a horticulture therapist right so what did you do and so I was looking into it and I found out that there's therapeutic horticulture and my wife mentioned to me you know every assisted living community has programming and maybe you could bring horticulture programming to assisted living and so I looked into it, and I set up a program and, and started to, uh, to deliver that program to communities, and they fell in love with it. Um, today we work with over 87 communities in Connecticut, Western Mass, and, and Eastern uh, uh, New York, and we visit these communities monthly with a new program. And like this month, for instance, we're learning about chocolate. So we're learning about the 5,000 years of history of chocolate and then to the very present day. And then the residents get to plant a plant and then grow it. Now, most of the time, residents will give their plant away or they'll kill it because of they'll overwater it with love. But that's a part of it. Hmm, that's interesting. And they and the facilities don't mind you getting their hands in the dirt? No, absolutely not. I mean, if you think about the generation that's going into assisted living now um, was a generation that grew up with plants. I mean, back at that time, there was only one car per family, and and the wife was the one that stayed home, and gardening was part of that ritual you know, the one lady goes out and gardens, and next thing you know, there are five ladies talking at the fence. And so gardening was a very big part of their their social activity. And so by bringing gardening back to them, it's almost like you're returning to, to them back what they enjoyed so much. You're bringing the earth back to them. Mm-hmm. Do you find that um, when you're in these facilities, uh, is it about vegetable gardening is it about house plants is it about getting them to create a garden at the facility 
And, you know, it's all of the above. Um, uh, Ten years ago, I designed a, a planter, a raised bed planter that's specifically designed for wheelchairs. So a wheelchair can roll into it and they can garden independently. And so some people love that, the fact that they can garden again. Some people are houseplant fanatics. They have 30 houseplants in their small apartment. Some don't want any plants. They're just interested in learning the history of a plant or, 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 or hearing the stories about that plant. So it's really all kinds. Um, I had one gentleman, 92 years old, his wife was after him their whole married life to go out and help her garden and work in the yard and, and take care of plants. And he always said, no, I'm not interested. And 92 years old, someone suggested he attend my program. And lo and behold, he loved it. And for the last eight months of his life, every month, there he was in my program twice a month asking questions. One day he invited me back to his room and he had seven or eight plants on the windowsill. He told me his wife would slap him if she saw all these plants in his apartment because she had been trying to get him to, to get involved in horticulture and he wouldn't do it. And here he is, a passion for plants at 92. Ah, oh, that's a great story. Um, and he's connected to nature in his own way, in his own time. Not connected to nature, but I think in his own way connected to his wife. Oh, you're right. right. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that connection. Not not so much to spouses, but what I hear all the time is, you know, my mother used to grow that plant and she had a passion for that plant. And so it 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 uh, brings back memories that mm-hmm. that have fond memories of the plants they grew up with or the plants that their their mothers or, or parents grew. Well, that that's interesting because my mom is turning 94 next week and she often talks about the cosmos, that her mother always had cosmos in her garden. Yes. And so for her to have a cosmos plant is something that brings back that memory that's very a very fond memory for her. Right, right. And it's not just a memory. I have a had a resident at one of my communities. Her passion was to take the leaves off a ficus tree. Uh, tell and me it's more. Not, it's an odd passion. Yeah. But they had her. She was confined to a wheelchair, and they had her on video reaching up to unlock the door to get into the greenhouse so she could pull the leaves off the ficus tree. Wow, isn't that interesting? And so once she was finished with pulling off the leaves off the ficus tree, what do you think the community did? I have no idea. Bought another ficus tree Uh, and brought it in for her to pull the leaves off. That must have helped her, as you said, with her physical therapy physical therapy but it also helped to keep her calm if she could spend an hour or two pulling off leaves mm-hmm. she was a wonderful happy person isn't that and interesting it, so it's not always about growing it right. sometimes it's about destroying it well that's that's interesting but you know what what i hear in all these stories is that nature is the connecting force every time mm-hmm yeah, well, we're connected to nature. You have to remember we grew up with the plants. They're, they're, they're part of us. They were here before us. 
and and they have a lot of similarities similarities to us. I I teach that a lot in my classes. How plants are very similar to us. Like a lot of people overwater their plant, and their plant sits in water. And I always say to people, "Would you like me to put you in a bathtub for a whole week?" Right. Oh, and so plants are like us. They like to sit in a bath for fifteen minutes. But then they like to dry out before they have their next bath. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great a great analogy to give them. And so there are a lot of little analogies. I have thousands of them that that I use to explain, and it's just amazing how people light up at the simplest. I had one lady who who really wasn't a plant person, but I talked her into keeping an African violet. Mm-hmm. She had grown it from a a simple leaf into a plant and and uh, one day I was walking by a room and she wasn't in and I picked in and I saw that it was starting to flower and um, later on that afternoon after my program as I walked through I saw her and I said did you know your African violets flowering and she said no I didn't and so I got it for her and she saw it and she literally said to me you've made me so happy you've made my month yeah, that's rewarding, isn't it? It's just those little things that that you don't even know what they are that trigger a happiness in someone, a true happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's what I get to see every day. I get to make a connection with people through plants. Mm. Well, that's another great story. I appreciate you sharing that. In my uh, journey, especially doing the podcast, I, I talk to people all over the country and there's actually a lady out in um, Vermont, New York State, and she has equipment that she attaches to the leaves of plants, and they actually sing. And the plants, different plants, have different songs to sing and different uh, musical vibrations that they give out. And she said when she does this for a group, it, it's just absolutely amazing the transformation that occurs within that group when they can actually hear the sound of a plant or what the mm-hmm. plant's making. So so on those levels, we're starting to understand that we need nature. We need this connection. It doesn't matter what form it is. It affects us on a body, mind, spirit level. Agreed. Absolutely. So tell us more about about your programs. Um, Well, I've been doing it for 10 years now. Um, I believe I'm the only one in Connecticut that does it. Um, But I I visit communities. I bring them a program. They get to grow the plant from the program. Um, And then the next month I come back with a new program and a new plant for them to grow. And some people have lots of them, and some people give them to caretakers or family members. Um, a lot of the plants end up in colleges and grandchildren's uh, um, college away bag. Um, but it's nice to see plants spreading around. That that the that the the value of plants is is being re-recognized by this new generation. Um, at the little plant shop down in Plainville, we have. Uh, uh, a lot of millennials come in and they're looking for those plants that clean the air or mm-hmm. or help to reduce dust um, or add moisture to the air just by watering it and, and having that extra moisture. 
Um, so plants have a, a very important job to do. Not only um, are they physically wonderful to look at and fill a space and, and make a room feel comfortable, but they also attract dust. They also give off oxygen and, and take in CO2. Mm-hmm. Um, so a plant has a lot to do with with more than just uh, a being a plant in a corner. They do. So what is your number one plant to help clean the air in a home? Well, the number one plant that I always recommend is the Sansevieria or the snake plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I always recommend that. Um, I should design it. Someone should design a headboard um, that is a planter that holds five or six Sansevierias. And then while you're sleeping, you're bathed in oxygen. Um, another plant that's really good is the Spathophyllum. Um, in my house, I have 180 plants. Wow. Um, there are plants everywhere. Out in the backyard, I have over 115 bonsai. I, I, yeah, I read that, that you're quite a bonsai expert. Well, not an expert. I would say a bonsai enthusiast. Okay. Um, to the point of being a little overdone. Um, but it's my passion. This is Plants mm-hmm. have been my passion. Um, I've always said I'm a very lucky person because not only are plants my passion for as a hobby, um, but they're also a passion for my job. Um, and they're also a passion in between my hobby and my job. Right. Yeah, you're very fortunate because I think when we follow our passion, we're just healthier, happier human beings in general. And you have found your niche. And I think therapeutic horticulture will catch on because you're getting such a great success. You're working with 87 different communities. I, I'm imagining that you'll get even more requests or train others to carry on your work. Well, that's my hope. My hope, I've, I've been looking for 10 years for a person to, to sort of come on board and help us. And, and, I mean, I think, you know, there's a McDonald's in every town. There should be a therapeutic horticulturist in every city. I agree with you. You know, our time isn't quite there yet, but we're getting there. We're moving in that direction, and the millennials will help us because they're coming in to see you. So let's get back to the plants in the home. Um, if you want to add moisture in your home, are you saying house plants in general, or do you have a couple favorites for the, on that level? Well, house plants in general. I mean, okay. the more the merrier. Um, I've been in homes that don't have a single plant in it and feels a little cold to me. I. You know, 180 plants in my house. I'm surrounded by plants all the time. It's it's uh, something that makes me comfortable. And and most people that come to my house are immediately comfortable um, because of all the plants. I believe they they add a sense of comfort and and well being to the house. And you know, the other thing is I I get sick very rarely because of the plants in the house. That exchange of oxygen and, and CO2. Um, it just makes you feel better. It also makes you healthier. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I just don't get colds. Uh, we don't get the flu um, as often as I think regular folks because we have all these plants in the home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, any plant. Um, I would always recommend to folks, and this is a philosophy we follow down at the shop, is low-light plants. Um, low to medium light plants work in just about every home. 
Uh, Low-life plants especially work in just about every home. And so you have to choose the right plant for the right location. And, and that t- is a bit of a challenge. Um, but if you go to the right plant store, they should be able to um, specifically tell you what plants work best in what situation. I mean, that's what we do at the plant shop. You can buy a plant anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just can't get good quality advice anywhere. And, right. and so um, at the plant shop, that's what we offer. That's our main thrust is we're going to give you good quality, solid advice. Mm. Well, thank you for that. I think that's always appreciated uh, when we go into any any nursery. And, and you're right. Not everybody has your interest and the depth of knowledge that you've acquired over the years. So that makes it extra special, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Thank you. So um, I always like to have my guests give three tips to my listeners. What would your three tips be that they could apply today? Well, uh, the first tip is is lots of plants. Enjoy plants, lots of plants in the house. Um, take that little bit of time to take care of them. Um, take that little bit of time to learn how to take care of them. Um, another tip I would tell people is have fun with their plants. Every year I grow a tomato and a potato, a tomato and a pepper plant as a bonsai, and I don't allow it to grow more than ten inches. Oh, how about so, that? That's a great idea. So have some fun. Don't always take your plant so seriously that you can't grow it in a different way or a different style. Um, or take a plant that usually is big and see how small you can make it and if it survives. Wow. So have some fun. Don't, you know, not every plant has to live forever. And that's my third tip. When you buy flowers, you spend $20, they die in 10 days. If you buy a plant, it takes you at least six months to kill it. <laughs> well, at least you have the benefit of that plant for six months. Oh, and hopefully it lasts a good long time. That's funny. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, you, well, um, Jeff, you've mentioned your your plant shop. So why don't you give us more information about that? Well, a little plant shop's down in Plainville, Connecticut. We chose a, a, a location in a small town that uh, reminded us of a, a, an old community with buildings and parking on the street. And it's just a very small town feeling type place. Nice little place to walk around a bit. Um, and a uh, little plant shop, we have a 12 foot potting bench and uh, people come in and you can plant your own dish garden. We have hundreds of plants that you can choose from to create a dish garden. We also have stones and sands and different kind of uh, add- add-ons, dinosaurs and all kinds of little things. And so uh, you can add those. And instead of buying a dish garden, giving it as a gift, you create your own dish garden and you give a personal gift that you made. So that's one of the things. A lot of people have plants they have to repot. They don't want to buy a big pot, uh, bag of soil, and they come down and repot at the little plant shop. Um, we also do parties there. We do classes every Saturday. Um, tonight I'm doing a special class on bonsai. Um, I do that uh, every few months. It seems to be very popular today. And so it's uh, anything to do with plants, we do it, we talk about it, we have it, we enjoy it, we love it. Um, it's just a nice little place to hang out and talk plants. Mm. 
it sounds delightful. I can't wait to visit it myself. Um, what about your contact information for the shop? Uh, the shop's at uh, 8 uh, East Main Street, um, right downtown Plainville Center. Um, our phone number is 860. Hold on, I have to get the phone number. 860 839 um, 1110. And we're at 8 East Main Street. All right, and how about your. Um, Email and other contact information. Our email is uh, the little plant shop at hotmail.com and our Insta Facebook is at lil L I L plant shop 52. Cool, that's very good. Well, um, I love your tips today and I and I like your reminders for all of us to to appreciate our house plants more. I have quite a few and I love every one of them and they're all different. Um, yeah. And we appreciate the uh, the beauty and the sense we have in our home having this variety of plants. And I love your reminders. But I also um, think getting out into senior centers in particular and, you know, uh, maybe assisted living or nursing homes is, is a boost. It's a boon to those patients who who have disabilities, who have that they have a hard time sometimes and to see that plants uplift them in some way and contribute to their program I think is a pretty pretty awesome I couldn't agree more is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off oh, no I, I would like to thank you for having me on I, uh, I appreciate allowing you to uh, allowing me to talk about what I do it's uh, I find it very unique and interesting and and um, I hope other people find it interesting and, and maybe other people will want to come into the field it's quite rewarding yes it is well all I can say is thank you and um, I'm, I'm really grateful that you were here today so to my listeners I hope you all feel as inspired as I do by Jeff's practical talk and practical advice and I want to thank you again for joining me today. This is Judith Dreyer. I am the author of At the Garden's Gate book and blog. My book is available through my website, which is www.judithdreyer.com, as well as several distribution arms, such as Amazon, Nook, Goodreads, and more. I'd like to remind all of you that a transcript is available for each podcast. Please like and share them. Let's support each other and get the word out. Remember, now is the time for practical action and profound interchange so we value our world again. Enjoy your day.